Welcome to Mercy Ministries, Episode 6. This is part two of a series entitled Between Me and Thee. The intent of this series is to prompt new kingdom practices and improvements when it comes to dealing with a brother and sister that has fallen into sin. We want to cultivate a kingdom consciousness that causes us to restore one another and walk in the spirit of the great God we serve. We left off in Acts chapter 15, where um, these uh, Judaizers were trying to preach this gospel, and well, not trying to, they were actually preaching uh, that unless you are circumcised according to the customs of Moses, you cannot be saved. And Paul and Barnabas heard this and, and they began to argue uh, these points. Um, and they don't want them to the, the people to be clutched into these rituals uh, that once Jesus came and died on the cross, the veil was split from top to bottom. And now we have these freedoms in Christ Jesus. We have these these freedoms in him um, who the son set free is free indeed we're no longer under the law but we're under now the grace of god and they begin uh, to push these practices to the point of if you will these practices of judaism to the point of uh, they were almost becoming uh, salvation so you're not saved just because you come to Christ in their minds, in their hearts. You're saved when, yes, you believe in him, but you also keep all of our rituals, all of our Jewish traditions, uh, keeping the Sabbath and, and all. You put more emphasis on the rituals, the ceremonies and the customs than you do on what Christ has done for us on Calvary. And Paul is preaching the message that we are saved uh, through grace, uh, by grace, if you will, through faith, not a works that any man should boast, but this is the gift of God. And when we make our rituals and our ceremonies uh, more important than Calvary, it is no longer the gospel. The thing that saved us was the finished work of Christ on Calvary when he died once and for all. So the ones who are hung up on these rituals and ceremonies more than the death, burial, and resurrection of God Paul saying they're going backwards. Remember, we talked about the perverted gospel. And that word perverted means to go back. The children of Israel wanted to go back. Um, uh, those of you who have read the story of uh, Abraham and Lot and how uh, he said once they delivered them out of Sodom and Gomorrah, he told them not to look back. Uh, you pervert yourself when you look back. Lot's wife looked back. She's still stuck there. And so now we have to understand that Paul is saying, don't go back. Don't put on the yoke of bondage. Don't put that back on me. 
you know. But when we start dealing with all these laws and these rituals and all these rules uh, that do not save people because the finished work of the cross, that's what saved us. Then we're telling them, put the shackles back on. And it's hard, if you will, for human nature to accept uh, the free gift because man is sometimes so stuck on himself. He's, I got to do something. And, and the only thing that we really have to do is we have to believe in God. And that belief causes a transformation in our lives. Other than that, there's nothing else to do. Believe in the one that has done the work. Cling to the one who died on Calvary. But don't go back into the religion and the rituals and the ceremonies. The targeted point, if you will, in the book of Galatians is when Paul says, even if we or an angel of heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be a curse, anathema. That's the word there he uses, uh, the Greek word for accursed, anathema. It is a word that means, uh, hear me now, voted to destruction. Uh, it's a strong curse. It means clutched in ruin. So Paul's saying, if you preach any other gospel, then the gospel that we are giving to you, he said, then you will be clutched in ruins. Let him be a curse. And once again, that's what religion does. God, God rips open the veil and says, come close, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. But man says, let's sew it back up and let's take those freedoms that we have and get rid of them. And so we put people back in bondage and we hindered them from coming to Christ Jesus. Now, now let's deal with that religious spirit just for a little bit right here, because the, un, the what's unfortunate is that you will say, well, that was then. Today, things are different. And I disagree because religion tends to grip our souls and people who come to the faith, they get excited. They're, they're happy about coming to Christ. They, they have this new life in Christ Jesus and they're babies in Christ. So they're learning how to live in the kingdom. Did y'all hear what I said? When they come to Christ, they're babies in Christ. They're learning how to live. As a matter of fact, you can be saved 30 years and you still learning how to live as a kingdom citizen. So here comes these new babies and they're excited about being in Christ Jesus, being in the kingdom family. They have an understanding that through the spirit of adoption, they now belong to God. And here comes that prideful, religious, self-righteous spirit having this addendum to the good news. And these new kingdom citizens don't want what we have added and neither does God. And this is what the Apostle Paul is saying, that we cannot add to this gospel. It is what it is. Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, years ago, a friend of mine told me a story. He said that when he first came to Christ, uh, he was excited and um, he was happy about his decision. He was convicted 
um, that uh, he had to live for God and he made that decision to give his life to Christ. And he told me, he said, a family set him down and they walked around him like they were interrogating him and they were asking him about his his gold necklace he had on and his his rings and his bracelets. And they were like, is this your God? And he said they were they were just going around. him. He said, and it, and it scared him so much. He said, he said, Satterfield, I took all my gold, put it in a plastic bag and threw it into the river. And what's interesting about that is just some years later, all that gold he threw in the river is all over the church. Everybody's wearing gold necklaces, gold bracelets. So so it wasn't about that. And 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 to do that today, we discourage people from the true meaning of the cross. We want to control them instead of allowing the Holy Ghost to do its work and control us and transform us and lead and guide us to all truth and understanding. So now as we move into Galatians chapter 2, we see where Paul is so convicted by the gospel that he even has to confront his own brother Peter. The apostle Peter was playing the hypocrite in chapter 2. And when he was around the Jewish people, uh, he would act like them. But when he was around the Gentiles, he would act like the Gentiles. And then Peter began to try to compel the Gentiles to live life like the Jews. So Paul had to call him out on that. And in the beginning of of, of chapter 3, we see these words. We see these words. He says, he says, oh, foolish Galatians. I'm in Galatians chapter 3, verse number 1. Look at the words of Paul. Oh, foolish uh, uh, Galatians. Oh, foolish Galatians. Then he says, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Hold on. My page is getting stuck. Hold on. Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by your flesh? So here, uh, Paul says strong words again. Oh, foolish. Because you're doing something uh, that God is not pleased with. Paul is referring to the fact that whoever these preachers are, the uh, you know who are who are trying to convince these Galatians, and matter of fact, they actually are convincing some of these Galatians uh, and making an impact on there by their preaching that they should turn away from the gospel that Paul has preached to them. And he continued that in verse two. He says, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit and now being perfect in the flesh? This is what Paul is saying to them. And and, and so now Paul is saying, he asked the question, did you receive the spirit by trying to keep the law or by believing? Y'all hearing me in here. Paul saying by believing in what the word of God, by hearing what the spirit says. That's verse number two. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing by faith? Are we foolish enough 
One translation says, are we stupid enough? And sometimes that's strong language for people who want to be, uh, 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 think they're deep in the spirit. Like they've never even said that word before. But, but it says, it says, are you stupid enough to think that you began your spiritual life in the spirit and now you're going to complete it by reverting to physical observation? If you can't be saved by the law, then why are you going back to the law? These are strong words, but Paul is, he's very smart. Look what Paul says. Look what Paul says. Let's, let's go um, to verse uh, number three. Let's go to verse uh, number, number three. Paul continues uh, to say to them, are you so foolish having begun by the spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? Verse four, did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain, does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Now, what Paul is doing, he's he's this is a great setup. This is a great setup. Uh, 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 some of y'all might not know, but uh, Dave Chappelle is one of the greatest uh, comedians out there, and, and he 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 sets things up very well. Some of y'all might not like that uh, analogy, but uh, it, it's truth. <laughs> he said he's a great setup. So Paul is setting these things up because he's saying, "Was it by hearing with faith?" Because Paul understands this. Paul understands that Abraham was their spiritual father. So in verse six, he says, just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. He goes on to say, now then, that is, now then, that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying in you shall all nations be blessed so then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham the man of faith so Paul understands that Abraham's their spiritual father their father of faith the father of their faith of their belief system and he says sons and daughters of Abraham so Paul is getting them to look, if you will, at their own law. If you're going to go back there, then let's look at your own law. And Paul takes them all the way back to chapter 15 in Genesis. And, and this, this is where we understand that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. And what's interesting about Abraham is Abraham wasn't even a Jew. Abraham is a Gentile. There, there wasn't a Jewish nation uh, back then. He is a Gentile. He was not circumcised. But as an uncircumcised Gentile, Abraham believed God and God said, you're right with me. You're justified because you believed me, because you obeyed me. Now, later on, Abraham uh, was circumcised. But when he believed God, he was an uncircumcised Gentile. So getting circumcised did not save him. It was believing and obeying God. 
there there are several approaches if you will to uh religion several approaches or, or may i say a few approaches one is the religion of human achievement the other is the religion of divine accomplishment it's either i'm going to do it i'm going to work hard I'm going to subscribe to this and and go through these rituals or or whatever, or God is going to do it. I'm simply going to believe in him and just work on me from the inside out rather than the outside in. And that's what religion does. It looks good. Everything looks good. Did you see how they put that program together? It all looks good. And we got a lot of things that look good, but on the inside, they are not good. And I think there are many people who who will say, yes, there there have been times where I walked out the house, I looked good. I walked out the house, I was clean. But on the inside, I was being tormented. I was wrestling with uh, uh, um, uh, depression. I was wrestling with discouragement I I was wrestling with my anxiety I I looked the part but on the inside my soul was vexed and I was going through a terrible time let's go to chapter 3 in Galatians verse number 10 Look, look what takes place Paul begins to confront them with their own beliefs He says, for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written. Now he's he's quoting their law, cursed by everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Verse 11, now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promise spirit through faith. So here Paul is saying, if you follow this uh, Moses law, if you follow Moses's law, then it's good for you. But because no one is perfect, therefore it is not a blessing. It is a curse and cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things that are written by the law. Then he takes him to the book of Habakkuk, and, uh, chapter 2, and he says, the just shall live by faith. Paul is, ve- this is genius, because Paul understands that's what they practice. They know the law. So he's using what they know to show them the power of Jesus Christ. The power of Jesus Christ. The just shall live by faith. Abraham believed God and he counted it unto him as righteousness. Abraham, you are right with me because you believe in me. And that's where we are today. If you can believe in God, 
it will transform your mind. If you can believe in God, that belief, that conviction will start to transform how you live your life. When you understand the grace, grace causes transformation. And you start to live for Christ because you understand about his grace. As we move further into the next chapter, uh, we're moving into, uh, if you will, the practical section of Galatians. And here's what motivates us to win souls for the kingdom of God. And that is grace. By grace through faith alone promotes spiritual maturity. I'm going to say that again. By grace through faith alone promotes spiritual maturity. Before we move into ver- uh, chapter 4, let's look at uh, verses 24 and 25 of Galatians chapter 3. Look what happens here. He says, hmm, let's go to verse, let's go to 23. Now before faith came, This is uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 23. Now, before faith came, before faith came, we were held captive under the law. Imprisoned, Paul says, until the coming faith would be revealed. So then, the law was a guardian until Christ came. I'm going to say that again. The law was a guardian until Christ came. Other translations may say uh, the law was a tutor until Christ came. So here it is. The law is a tutor until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we're talking about Jesus here. We are no longer under a tutor or a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. So Paul here uses that word guardian. And that word guardian, if you will, in the Greek, it means a, a, a tutor or a tender, a babysitter. And uh, in Roman culture, uh, a slave in the household, employed by the household, uh, would be the guardian of the younger children. And they would they would teach the children and 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 share with the children um, their their lifestyle, their teachings, what they believed in. And so the child would take these for, former classes, uh, be instructed in certain things until the time when the child grew up and did not need a tutor any longer. So the law was just a guardian until faith comes, until Jesus comes. We got to grow up. We got to grow up. And Paul Paul is using their, their own customs, their own beliefs to show them Jesus Christ. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. So the law was just there. It was, it was, it was, if you will, just a tutor. It was just a guardian. But now that faith has come, 
we are no longer under a guardian. We, we no longer need a tutor. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God. Here's what the text says. Through faith. Faith makes a difference. Faith changes the game. As we move now into chapter 4 of Galatians. We are now getting to the uh, amplification of justification by the Son of God who became a man to enable men to become sons of God. So God treated Jesus like we deserved to be treated. He was crucified. God could treat us now like Jesus deserved to be treated. And that is, we've been given the spirit of adoption and we are now sons. Jesus was crucified and then he rose from the dead and we have the adoption of sons whereby we call Abba Father. This is our daddy we're talking about. Look at verse number three of chapter four. Verse number three chapter 4 it says in the same way we also when we were children were enslaved to the elementary principles of this world but when the fullness of time have come God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons and because you are sons God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if you are a son, then an heir through God. Thank you for joining us on the Mercy Podcast. Our prayer is that together we will grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you have not given your life to Christ Jesus, we pray that you will repent, leave that old life behind you, and accept your kingdom citizenship and walk in a new life. The finished work of the cross was just for you. This is the Mercy Podcast. <music>